All right, well, welcome to Dive on Wednesday night, and we are going to dive in for real tonight. This is part two of The Spirit-Empowered Life, and our title for tonight, like I told you last week, is Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. Who was not here last week? All right. Well, I want to catch you up just a little bit. Last week, we laid a foundation, probably things that you guys have heard before, most likely. Um, But it's important to lay a foundation and to start from the beginning for those that needed that foundation or even a refresher. So that's where we started last week. And we talked a little bit about... um, how you could know the Holy Spirit, and just talked a lot about um, the ways that you can grow to know the Holy Spirit. And I gave everybody a bunch of scriptures. All right, be honest. Who spent some time this week meditating on those scriptures that we handed out last week? Yay, very good, very good. You know, Pastor Allen told us Sunday the importance of hiding the Word in our heart and meditating on the Word. And so when someone gives you a Word, it's best to take that home and meditate on that for a little bit. So thank you all for the ones that did that. Um, So what we talked about was just uh, Jesus' ministry while He was here on earth and how He lived for a while, 30 years, but at the moment that the Holy Spirit came upon him, that's when his ministry came alive and power came into the things that he had to do here on the earth. And um, so we talked about all of those things and how to know the Holy Spirit. And I hope you guys feel more confident that you know who the Holy Spirit is and what he means to you. Everybody good with that foundation? All right. So this week we're going to talk about um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's see, Jasveer, how many um, bars, how much battery percent is left on your phone right now? 65%. That's not too bad. He's not in panic mode yet. Is anybody's phone like near death? See, hers was so dead, she had to leave it home plugged in. 23, that's getting down there. That's that's getting close to uh, panic mode. So have you ever been somewhere like in the airport and your phone is like at 2%, you know, and then you go into ninja mode and you're like, where's the plug in? you got to find a plug and you're all over looking for the the plug in because you got to get that battery charged up, right? I mean, you are on a mission, and it is most important to you to get that battery charged up, Jasveer, right? Got to keep it charged. Yep. Well, what if we approach being full of the Spirit with that same excitement, that same desire? Like, we just got to go ninja mode and, like, I got to get full of the Spirit, right? What if we approached it that same way with the, the most important thing in our life was to get charged up with the spirit forget about the cell phone right all right 
So uh, I want to start us off by looking at the two of the most important experiences that are available when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The first one is the initial experience of being born of the Spirit. You've got to pay attention to these phrases that I'm going to use tonight. The initial experience of being born of the Spirit. And then the second one is the subsequent experience of being filled with the Spirit. And you guys know subsequent means something that happens after something else. What comes next, right? So the subsequent experience of being filled with the Spirit. So what are those two terms? What does it mean to be born of and filled with the Holy Spirit? The Bible teaches about both of these experiences. And it's very important that we know what each of them mean and what they mean to us and the difference between the two. Okay? If anybody tells you there's not two, they're wrong. Everyone, everyone is entitled to to both of these experiences with the Holy Spirit. All right? So let's first talk about being born of the Spirit. Or you can say the Spirit within. The Spirit within. This is the very first experience known as, some phrases, being born again, uh, being saved, receiving the new birth. You've heard these terms, right? being made a new creation in Christ, becoming a Christian, or becoming a follower of Christ. In other words, when you receive Jesus and believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you receive salvation, you receive eternal life. And at that very moment, you are born of the Spirit. When you are saved, you are born of the Spirit. So in basic terms, I wrote this down, the Holy Spirit supernaturally recreates our dead human spirit and he quite literally removes the old fallen nature and replaces it with a new righteous nature. And then he comes to dwell within our newly created spirit. Y'all got that right? Let's look at two scriptures, because y'all like writing down these scriptures that I forgot to put up on the screen again, sorry. All right, let's make a note of these phrases when you hear me say them, born of the Spirit or the Spirit within. John 3, 5 says, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Born of. You heard that phrase, right? John fourteen seventeen says, The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells within you, dwells with you and will be in you. That's, the Holy Spirit in you, within you, at the time of your salvation, when you were born again. 
right? All right. So filled with the Spirit can also be said like the Spirit upon us. This is the second experience. And it is also known as uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes you'll hear the Holy Ghost, which I like to use that term, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Or receiving the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes said being baptized in the Spirit. Or the Spirit coming upon us. You can hear it that way. And when this happens, the Holy Spirit, who's already in you, who is already within your spirit, now comes upon your spirit, and he endues you with power. Power to live your Christian life, power to be a bolder witness, power to serve the Lord with more boldness and might. Okay? And so let's look at some scriptures that have reference to that. And make note of this, these terms, being filled with the Spirit and the Spirit upon. In Acts 1.8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would come upon us. Different from the Holy Spirit within us. Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now can you see the difference in the two experiences? Are we making it clear? Born of the Spirit is the Spirit within our spirit. Filled with the Spirit is the Spirit upon our spirit. All right, before we move on, I'm going to make sure we got it straight. A couple more scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says this. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and all have been made to drink into one Spirit. So we can see that when we're born again, the Holy Spirit immediately baptizes us and immerses us into the body of Christ. Y'all getting it? Okay. This is something that happens to every believer, every person that confesses Jesus as their Lord. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, dwells within them. Okay? But Luke 3.16 says this. John, this is John the Baptist. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you in water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So when you are filled with the Spirit, it's Jesus who baptizes you into the Holy Spirit. And this happens subsequent or later or after your initial salvation. And this too is available to every believer. Every believer. Not just 
you know, some particular denomination or not after you do some good deeds or not, no, no qualifications. Everyone. All right, I want to compare these two experiences in the scriptures with particular people. So let's just start with Jesus, okay? In Matthew 1, 18 through 20. And I won't read it all, but it says that Jesus was conceived and then he was born of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus didn't have to get saved because he's Jesus, right? So when he was born, he was born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwelled in him. But Matthew 3.16 says, The Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. We read that last week, right? Let's look at the disciples. In John 20, 21 through 22, Jesus has been resurrected, and he was revealing him, himself, his risen self, to the disciples. And when they saw him, they believed for the very first time in the risen Savior. It was the first time someone got saved, right? And when they looked at him and they believed in their heart, Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And at the moment that they believed in the risen Savior, they received the Holy Spirit. Correct? But in Acts 1, 2 through 5, right before Jesus was ascending into heaven, he commanded his followers, and I find it interesting that he commanded them. He didn't say, would you please stay here? He commanded him, them do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, if there weren't two experiences, why would he say that he breathed on them at the moment that they, were, that they believed and the Holy Spirit dwelled within them, then why would he even say, in a few more days, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you? It's because it's a different experience. Correct? Right. Two separate experiences. Let's take a quick look at the Samaritans. In Acts 8, verse 5, and then verse 12, it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ to them. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus, both the men and the women were baptized or born again. Okay? Then a few verses later it says in verse 14, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Well, they sent Peter and John down there. And they came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as of yet, he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Peter and John laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Right? So they were saved 
We don't know how many days before. And the spirit dwelled within them. But then later, Peter and John came along and said, and it says the spirit had not fallen on any of them yet. And then Peter and John laid hands on them for them to receive the Holy Spirit upon them. Is it making sense? It also happened like this in the recording of the Gentiles in Acts. Acts 10 and 11, you can read that later. It happened also with the people in Ephesus in Acts 19. You can read that later. Same thing happened time after time. The Bible clearly, clearly, clearly expresses two separate experiences. All right? So, maybe you guys in here have been born of the Spirit for a long time. Uh, Born of the Spirit means that you're saved. Maybe you've been saved for 20 years, 30 years, maybe just a year. But you're not certain that you have ever been filled with the Spirit. Maybe you're still thirsty. Maybe sometimes in worship you feel bottled up, you know, like, I know there's more, I just can't express it. Does that make sense? You're, you're unable to express what you want to in worship or in prayer or even when you're witnessing to someone because you just, you just can't figure it out. There's a part of you that just, oh, I'm just, I long for that freedom in worship or that freedom in prayer or that deeper experience. Jesus describes the experience of being born again like a well of living water. And that's great. But and a well that never runs dry, right? A well is a source of quenching your thirst, correct? But it's it still waters. But he describes the infilling experience of the Holy Spirit as rivers of living water. And we know a river is ever flowing and moving and powerful, produces power, right? I, I, I kind of saw it sort of like this. If you have a, a glass, and we're the glass, an empty glass, and when you get saved... Someone pours water in this glass and fills it up, even to overflowing, full and even then some. That's being born of the Spirit. That's when the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That water in there is the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And it's moving and it's flowing some. If you take that same full cup of water, it's still full and you drop it down in the ocean, right? It's still full of that water. That water is still dwelling inside that cup. But now, there's this... Escapee. When you drop that water, that cup, that glass, full of water into the ocean, now it's surrounded 
by massive amounts of power. Does that kind of make more sense? That's like being filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to get, I want to get my cup in that ocean, right? And God wants every believer to partake of both of these experiences. Now look, if you only had to choose one, somebody said, well, you got to choose one. Of course, you would choose the first one because without being born again, you can't enter into the kingdom of God, right? So, yes, if you can only choose one of those two experiences, you would choose to be born again, to be born of the Spirit. But here's the good news. You do not have to choose. You don't have to choose. You get both of them for free. God wants you to have both experiences. Actually, I kind of look at it. He commanded them to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. You know, it's almost like a command. I mean, he's not going to force you, but he commanded them, wait here. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. All right, so I'm going to assume everyone in here is born again, born of the Spirit. I think I can pretty much say that, yeah? So why do you need to be filled with the Spirit? I'm going to explain again. Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive what? Power. Yes, you shall receive wonder-working power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to, to me in Jerusalem and Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what's the purpose of being filled with the Spirit? Power, that power, that power. Be a witness with power. So imagine this, if you have a, girls, if you have a hair straightener, you know, plamp, 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 and you just straighten your hair, you pull it through your hair, but you forgot to plug it in. Is it going to straighten your hair? Why? No power. There's no power. There's no source of power. You can go through all the motions, but there's no power. I know that uh, I remember Alan several times has had to uh, sand an old horse trailer for my dad. My dad has this um, obsession with buying old horse trailers and bringing them back to life. And the first few, first time, I guess, he brought one. Alan, can you sand this horse trailer? And Alan got the little sanding blocks and started sanding like this. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Forever. He made no progress. But when he got a power sander and plugged that baby in, guess what happened? There was power behind what he was doing. And he got finished just like that. So, living your Christian life without being filled with the Spirit is like Alan standing there with that hand sander. You know, you do a little bit. You make some progress and, you know, you get through that thing. It might take a lifetime, but... But if you are filled with the Spirit, it's like having that power sander in your hand. Right? Does that make sense? 
All right. The Holy Spirit is what gives us supernatural power to live for Jesus and represent him in these three ways. First, the Holy Spirit helps us not to think of ourselves. He helps us to think about the Lord, and he helps us to focus on others. The second thing is he gives us the power or the urge or the unction. You know what unction is? The excited anticipation or that get up and go or let's get her done. He gives us the unction to share Jesus with our words, our lifestyle, our behaviors, really in all that we are. And third, he helps us not to be weird. He empowers us to to preach and to talk about him and to witness for him. Because after all, witnessing is more about the way we behave with people and the way we conversate with people, more so than standing on a street corner with the sandwich board over our shoulders that says you know repent today or die or something like that right witnessing is really about the way we live and the way we talk to people and the reflection of Christ in us and so the Holy Spirit helps us to not be weird when we're doing that right so the Holy Spirit (laughs) gives us power to be less self-absorbed and more absorbed with Jesus, and he gives us power and ability to share our faith with those in our realm of influence and not be weird when we're doing it. That's the bottom line. All right. So, okay, okay, okay. How do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm going to read Luke 11, 9 through 13. It says, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So how do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? Ask. Ask and seek, yes. Ask and seek. It says, ask, seek, and knock alright when you ask God the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will come upon you come upon your spirit and give you power not a maybe if you are ready to receive and you yield to that he will you don't have to Terry and you know there's no waiting period the Holy Spirit will come upon you 
When you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you're simply saying that you want to receive what he already gave freely 2,000 years ago at Pentecost. It didn't go away. Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit is not here one day and gone the next. So if you're thirsty to receive the Holy Spirit, you can simply pray something like this. Dear Father God, I ask you in Jesus' name to fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I may receive the fullness of your Spirit. Lord, I want to have power to be a witness to you. I want to be able to praise you from my innermost heart, and I want to speak your word boldly. Jesus, I believe you are the baptizer, so I ask you to baptize me in the Spirit. I believe I receive the Holy Spirit coming upon me now in Jesus' name. It's just that simple. Okay? Now, what do you expect? What, what should you expect once you've been filled with the Spirit? Number one is to believe that He has done it. You receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit by faith. It's not magic. And the Holy Spirit's not going to force Himself on you. You ask. You seek. You believe by faith that it's done. Okay? So the first thing is to believe. Whether you feel a goosebump or a sudden rush of hot air or whatever, no. Just believe. And then the number two thing is you simply yield. You yield to him and you begin to flow with him in praise and in prayer. And that's where we're going to stop and talk next week. And I know this was short, shorter than last week, but next week we're going to talk about yielding and flowing with him in praise and prayer. Now somebody in here might be thinking, mm -mm, this is all new to me and I need to hear a little bit more because I'm not quite sure I get it. And I, I completely understand that. And that's why we're taking our time and we're really going over this slowly. Because I need for you guys to understand and be clear. But some of you might be uh, one of those people who's already thirsty and you're just ready to yield right now. Maybe you never have and you're like, yep, today's the day. Can you play that video again, but just click play on that video. So, uh, I just wanted you to know, if you, if you prayed that prayer a minute ago, and you feel like you received the Holy Spirit, you'll sense like that river that we talked about bubbling up on the inside. And if that's you, um, don't wait till next week. You know, you feel that river now or sometime this week, yield to that thing. You may have an urge to just magnify the Lord and you just may just start coming out, you know. 
and, and don't don't quench that do that thing that is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit if you're already filled with the Spirit you know already what I'm talking about can we just have some time can you just get up and while this song plays can you just take a minute and just pray in the Spirit you need to fill this building up with the Spirit of the Lord and that's why I played this song can you just if you've already been baptized with the Holy Spirit you've had this experience you know exactly what I'm talking about please let's just take a few minutes and just pray in the spirit and worship in the spirit and if you haven't if you've never experienced what I'm talking about you say I don't know if I'm filled with the spirit or not but I sure want to be and you don't want to wait till next week and hear about all that we can solve that right here right now just like Peter and John went to Samaria and they laid hands on uh, the believers there and they were filled. We can lay hands on anyone here now. And I promise you, you will be filled with the Spirit. So if that's you and you want to experience that, I'm here. Pastor Allen's here. We can lay hands on you right now. And you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you want to wait till next week and hear a little bit more about that, that's great. We're going to take a little time now and just just worship God. Just worship Him in power and in truth, in the Spirit. Just lift Him up, magnify Him. Just raise our praises to Him in the name of Jesus. prayer in the spirit next week the speaking in tongues is not the only thing that happens when you're filled with the spirit when you are filled with the holy spirit you get a new boldness about you a power in witnessing you're you're not afraid anymore you want to tell people you receive more revelation when you're reading your word Things will just come alive and you read the same thing you read last week, but it's got it's got more like it's it's alive. It, it's something speaks out of it that it didn't before. And my favorite thing is you sense a freedom in worship that you never sensed before. There's a freedom in prayer, there's a freedom in worship, and you'll just be worshiping. And that, that worship will just turn into as if you're in the presence of God like right in front of you, almost like you've entered the gates of heaven, right? And speaking in tongues is just the initial evidence that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why you hear about it the most. You hear, well, I'm filled with the Spirit, so I speak in tongues. Because speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of the infilling of the Spirit. It's not scary. It's not weird. I just told you that uh, the filling of the Spirit makes you where you're not weird. 
It is so powerful. And um, so, but because speaking in tongues is the initial evidence, whew, right? Um, that's what people tend to focus on and talk about the most. And so that's why next week that's what we're going to talk about is what it means to pray in tongues and worship in tongues. We're going to get clear about what that is. It's not weird. It's not freaky. It's not reserved for just a few weirdos. It is power. It is boldness. And if uh, if you experience that tonight for the first time, don't let tonight be the last time between now and next week. The more that you pray, and we're going to talk about this more, but the more that you yield to that in prayer and in worship. It's just like learning a new language on the earth. The more I practice Ukrainian, the better I am at speaking Ukrainian. The more you practice praying and praising in tongues, the the bigger your language gets, right? And so, practice. Spend time with God and just, you know, you don't know what to pray or you're just all prayed out. Pray in the Spirit. Isn't that right, Lourdes? All right, well, that's where we're going next week, so I hope y'all are excited about that. But we will see you then. No, see you Sunday.